970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, on another wonderful sunny day. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate. Of course, we're the only show on talk radio, and it's going on 10 years now that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which is just about everything, unfortunately, including the coronavirus. But before I go any further, I want to say a hats off and thank you very much to Jerry Crowley, who runs this wonderful station, who, um, I don't know, 10 years ago heard me on, I think, Joan Hamburger's show and got a hold of me and said, you'd be great in radio. And I'm saying, no, I really can't do radio. I've never done radio. I, I run a company. I can't do it. And he was very persistent. And 10 years later, I am doing it. I love it. We have great, great listeners, great fans. I love all of you. And, um, I love bringing you all of the information that we do. I'm happy to introduce the Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace 102 Pop. Hi, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. And Jerry's Hi. an amazing, uh, amazing person. You know, he's yes. uh, been great to us throughout all these years. So thank you so you much, Jerry, as well. Long? I know. It's amazing, Dottie. Time flies when you're having a good time, right? So. Yep, yep. We we love doing it. We've been through uh, ups, great economies, horrible economies. <laughs> we went through the crisis of yeah. 2008. Uh, we've been through it all, and we've heard all your questions, and we've tried to give you um, the best information that we can do. Um, obviously, you know which we're going to talk about mortgages and financing, but there's been incredible onslaught of mortgage applications for refinances and home equity loans right now because the rates are so low, and I can promise you that you can't find anybody more knowledgeable about getting a home loan than ACE. So if you have any questions about refinancing or if you need advice in getting a mortgage or a home equity loan, now is your chance to get advice by the senior VP of one of the biggest lenders in the New York area. Okay, that's 866-970-9622. And again, I would like to thank Citizens Bank which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender for sponsoring our show, and Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile online banking, 24-7 customer contact center, and you can easily find them, any information, at citizensbank.com. Of course, Citizens has opened up a COVID-19 resource center, and they want you to know that they're there for you, and they truly are. They're big, but they're very small, and they take the time to answer any questions you might want to talk to them about. They understand the tremendous amounts of financial and personal stress the COVID-19 crisis has caused. So if you need relief or have any concerns or questions about your financial situation, please contact them. Helpful services and resources include economic impact payments, stimulus payments, financial hardship payments, and their assistance. 
online and mobile banking, so you never really have to leave your house. Also with us today is the number one guy, number one attorney in real estate, and that's Steve Ebert, who is, uh, Stephen, I'm sorry, I know you like to be called Stephen, who is a partner in Barton LLP, one of the top law firms in the city who really specializes in real estate, and as I always tell you, when you want to do something in real estate, don't use your son-in-law who's a divorce attorney or somebody that, you know, does business situations. Use a real estate attorney. Make sure Good morning, you Daddy. Somebody. Good morning, Good morning Ace. Good morning, okay. Stephen. If you have any legal questions, again, 866-970-8622. At 11 o'clock, we will have one of our favorite guests back with us, the entertaining Dan Sater. How will the new rules about mortgages and rents affect your credit rating? Dan's a nationally recognized credit expert and credit coach for the credit repair industry. Plus, he was also a mortgage loan originator for 17 years, so he knows it all. Um, And you can reach me or any one of us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram you can reach me at dottieherman.com or follow us on our new Facebook page for Iron Real Estate for exciting news, giveaways, and more. You can leave your questions there also if you'd like. Um, but if you want to call us live, it's 866-970-9622. Um, I always tell you what happened in history, and again, I... Uh, have to tell you that in 1939, The Wizard of Oz premiered um, at Gorman's Chinese Theater in Los Angeles, California. Um, my, my, I often wondered where my name came from because it really is not a popular name, and I really never liked it. And the only thing I could think of that my mother must have been watching The Wizard of Oz when she was pregnant. <laughs> so, uh, but I do love The Wizard of Oz, and I love Dorothy, and that was just a classic movie. In 1965, on this date, the Beatles played nearly 60, for nearly 60,000 fans at Shea Stadium in New York City, an event later regarded as the birth of Stadium Rock. And I remember being a little kid watching the Ed Sullivan show with the Beatles when they first appeared, and that was God knows how long ago. Uh, if today is your birthday, you share, you share the special day with Melinda Gates, American businesswoman and philanthropist, and the co-founder of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Jennifer Lawrence, an American actress, and Princess Royal, daughter of Queen Elizabeth, and I understand that it's Stephen Ebert's birthday. So happy birthday, Stephen! Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so happy much. Happy birthday, Stephen. And now, uh, yeah. any plans for your birthday with Corona? Like, uh, what's um, the Corona birthday? Are you doing a Zoom birthday party or something? You know, you know, been got, getting all sorts of social media connects from people, and we'll do some, you know, something small with the uh, family. And uh, I have a niece whose birthday is tomorrow. She, she missed our common birthday by about two hours. So we'll try to do something tonight um, with her and, and my sister's family as well. So. That's you know, nice. Fun weekend. So, happy birthday from all of us Thank and you. from all of our listeners. They all share that. Happy birthday and hope it's a great one. Uh, by the way, just for a bit of uh, quick good news, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez purchased a $40 million waterfront on Star Island in Miami Beach, 
and that's 10 bedrooms, 10 and a half baths, private docks, and I'm sure they can socially distance with a lot of people since each bedroom has its own bathroom. Uh, now to get on, I, I have to tell you, this has been a crazy week for me and really very emotional. I, 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 I think about all that's happened to us in a matter of what, let's say, five or six months, which this whole thing started around March, um, and I, I just was thinking, my goodness, how this world has changed just overnight. And hopefully we're going to try to change it back because some of the things that are happening are not too great, and um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. I just want to give you some news that you might be reading, and in Manhattan, the median price fell by about 4.2% in July. That's year over year, so that's 4.2 less than a year ago. So as I told everyone, um, there are 2,700 homes to the market in July, and that's a record number of new listings, but a potential sign of life in a market that really was closed down. People weren't listing. There was no inventory. So people were putting their things on the market, and uh, the number of new listings um, is 86% higher than July of last year. And as I've always told you, you're not going to steal anything, but you can get good prices now um, because the prices have gone down a bit, and so um, a little less than 5%. So if you're somebody who is looking to get into Manhattan, um, you certainly are going to have a lot of choices and probably be able to negotiate some nice deals. Brooklyn also logged a record jump in new listings last month. Sellers there put about 1,700 homes on the market in July, and that was 50% more than the year before. And, um, again, prices are about 5% less. So, again, if you're looking to move into, you know, Brooklyn, New York City, you will get some nice deals now. But that's not all areas because some of the burbs are really going up. But, if you know, some of the boroughs are good prices and people feel, hey, look, it's a good time to get in. And as always, and have, we've always gotten through crises, so we'll get through this one. It's a little tough, but we'll get through it. Uh, bedroom communities in Westchester County and New York, of course, and southern Connecticut have reported reported a surge of activity as a result. For example, Fairfield County in Connecticut lost a 35% increase in sales in July compared to last year. So that's a big, big up. And, you know, I, you, know you can get it on our website, you know, with the Element Reports. You're, just go on to uh, Douglas Element and you can see all of our reports and see the prices and what the average rents are going for. Actually, I'll give them to you, but again, you can go to our website and get everything in any market that we're in. But the average rental prices um, in July this year was about 4000 and uh, last year it was about 4300 so it's down about 6%. The number of new leases, um, is is down quite substantially. Last year we signed about 6,460 new leases. This year it's down 
and part of it is the pandemic where people couldn't do anything. Brooklyn, um, the rental price, the average rental price is about $3,400, and that is pretty close to what it was last year. So the prices didn't drop too much in Brooklyn. Northwest Queens, prices are uh, down about 9%. The average rentals was about 3000 last year, and now they're 2775 So if you're in the rental market in those areas, I would say that you might be able to get some good deals. You probably read all the papers, and they're saying that Manhattan reached record high. We have 13,000 listings, and that is a, an inventory that more than doubled over last year and has set a record for 14 years since data started being collected by our good friend Jonathan Miller of Miller Samuels. So, um, you know, and I think this all started, and I don't think that anyone really has an answer yet. I'm curious to hear what your read on this is, Stephen and, and Ace. But I think that in March, people just came out to escape the virus, and um, most of them were rentals, whether they went to Connecticut, whether they went upstate New York, whether they went to the Hamptons, um, they came out in March renting, trying to just escape the virus. Um, so, but I think now uh, we we are looking at what's going on now, and we're seeing that uh, people are not sure. They're just not sure of what they should do because you hear all this stuff on the news, and frankly, I'm so sick of listening to every day another story, every day a different story also. But, and I think about all the other viruses, and I think that it's important to inform people, but I really think this has gotten to the point where they're panicked and, and just panicking people to the point that no one really knows what to do. Are we going to get a second wave? Are we not going to get a second wave? Will there be some kind of, uh, maybe not a, a cure, but some kind of antidote or something that will make it a milder? Uh, will the cases come back in, in, in not, a, not, not so, so severe because less people are dying? And by the way, hats off to New York State. Or, you know, we've done a pretty good job of getting the viruses down. So people are kind of uncertain and uncertainty brings anxiety and so there's a lot of anxiety uh going around and more than, and, and, and and I have to tell you I have that that I'm reading and I and I do a lot of research. I mean I, I'm pretty much knowing what's going on but then I saw another article and it said the calm before the coming coronavirus foreclosure storms in the US. And basically, foreclosures are very down. I mean, we have less foreclosures than we had last year or the year before. Basically, what the article says, just to sum it up because it's long, is that because of all the things that they put out where you can't throw somebody out, where they have to stay in their apartment, you know, where you can't really throw a renter out, and with, with banks, they're being very considerate and they're not, you know, they're not trying to. I think Ace is always telling you the bank doesn't really want your house. Okay, they'd rather you keep it. They don't. They're not in the housing business. So um, there were 165,000 foreclosure filings recorded in the first half of 2020. 
which is actually less than it was the year before. So this article is talking about what happens when all of this stuff stops, when stimulus packages, which I don't think they haven't approved yet, but I believe they will. What happens down the road? Are we going to have a glut of foreclosures? Um, that's just another thing to add to people's anxiety, and uh, we'll all tell you what we're thinking. But I'm reading that, and then I'm sure you've read in many of the papers um, some of the things that are going on in New York City. And frankly, um, obviously, we all want people to have a place to stay, and homeless people should have places to live in. Um, however, um, my understanding from reading these articles is that there's uh, there are people that are child molesters and people that have really committed serious crimes. And um, I think there isn't anyone that wouldn't tell you that those kind of people should not be in, in areas where there's kids around. And now with this new bail law, which you really don't go to jail for anything, you just come out, what's your, what's your take on this? Because I see groups all over now banding together and trying to get their own law enforcement. I just looked up some apps that actually you could put on your iPhone and they follow you so that if there's any danger, you can hit this button. What do you think about what's going on? And it's not only going on in New York, it's going on in all cities. We have the virus, but now we're having a really surge of crime and murders. What, what do you think is going on? Well, Dottie, I, I think, you know, part of part, there's a few pieces going on. Number one, you do have people, and I think a lot of them are temporary. Um, when I actually start going through the numbers and the data, right, you think about some of the, the surrounding counties. You know, New York City has more residents than all of Long Island, all of Westchester, all of Fairfield County combined, but by a multiple. So, you know, we, we wanna, I want to put those numbers in, in perspective. Um, but you have some very bad policies that have been put into effect, specifically speaking about New York City, but there are other cities too creating exactly the situation that you're talking about. Um, you know, and I think this, and what happens is eventually if you have enough bad policies, you'll have bad consequences, and that's what's going on. But I think the very good news, and we can go into a little bit more detail on some of that, the good news is it's also fixable too. Um, you know, when you are putting people who, combination of, in some cases, um, criminal behavior, in some cases need mental support and other things, and you put them in hotels and you have the city paying for that $150 a day plus when New York State also announced a $14.5 billion budget shortfall, I mean, the policies are really not making any sense and it's, it's aggravating the problem, but it's fixable. I know. The good news is fixable. I think we have a commercial break coming up, but I'd like to talk about that a little because I really think people are really getting together and uh, safety is really everyone to feel. There's no one who doesn't want to feel safe. So I think people are starting to feel unsafe, and I think some of the more than the, even the coronavirus. I think it's just being safe when they're walking the streets. So I, I believe that we can fix it.
He was a leading Watergate scandal prosecutor, one of the first to hear the Nixon tapes, and the Democrats' chief counsel on the Whitewater Committee investigating Bill Clinton. He's an attorney and an author, and he's this week's guest on Champions of Justice. Want some behind-the-scenes stories, some not heard before? Join Tom Girardi as he puts the questions to Richard Benvenista. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. And now all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing on all Smart Beds. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel blue star work fast or your money back. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with attorney Julie Menon, director of the Census for New York City, about the importance of being counted. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or estate law? Ask the lawyer host, Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan, answers listeners' questions every Thursday on my show, Kevin McCullough Radio. Just send your email and question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call 718-238-6500. And then don't miss Mike's show, Ask the Lawyer, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 570 The Mission and FM 102.3 or AM 970 The Answer, Saturday nights at 6 or Sunday morning at 11 on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 on AM 970. The answer. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. You're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate, and I'm here with Ace and Stephen. And we were just talking about uh, the virus is one thing, and I think that New York City... Uh, New York State has done a great job of really adhering to the rules, and you know maybe we'll talk about it a little later, like the co-ops, which some people like really bug them because they're very strict. But them being strict and not allowing people in and not allowing deliveries is really has really helped because they really were very careful about who they let in and deliveries. But we had a caller, I think, two weeks ago, and I, I, I'm sorry that I forgot your name, but I remember you came from the North Shore of Long Island, and you called in and said to me, but, Dottie, you forgot safety. Even if they eradicate the virus, if people don't feel safe, they're not going to stay. And that's what I feel, not I feel, is happening. And people have contacted me from all over. Um, I recently... Um, did Good Morning America. We did a little uh, talk about that. People are not feeling safe, and that really is a problem, okay? The virus is, of course, a problem, but compounded with that, and it's not only in New York. I'm just reading that Chicago, of course, there was a week of looting and stealing, and I do think that they're planning a protest today. And, of course, if you want to protest, protest that you're right, but that doesn't mean looting things and 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 making people afraid. So I, I'm, I'm Stephen Ace. I mean, I know that I have really gotten involved with a number of organizations that we've put together. They're not partisan. Nothing to do with politics. They are just really on helping, really having a voice to say, "Hey, wait, this is not acceptable because this is not safe." Um, what are your feelings on that, Ace and Stephen? I, you know, I, I agree. If I can finish the, 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 some of the comments before the, before the break, is you have sort of two things that are, that are going on. Um, one, you have temporarily, and I think a lot is temporary, you know, people who have um, moved out to try to get more space um, and also try to enjoy the warmer weather while it is summertime, you know, and employers making temporary accommodations for that. So what you're seeing is, you know, fewer people. So you're seeing fewer people, let's say, on the street. By the way, you know, I'm in there regularly. I was in every day this week. And I'll tell you, I've noticed an increase in traffic and activity um, than, let's say, even a couple of weeks ago. But you do see that. And then when you put that together with policies, and, you know, it really makes a difference. I mean, there are some ways in which the city could really help make itself shine. Like, um, you know, I, I want to call out that, you know, we have had since, since on every anniversary of 9-11, the lights going up for the World Trade Center. And that the mayor this year said did not want to do it because of COVID. And, you know, I think that I think it's a mistake and it really could call back to the city more and be a real beacon. Even on that point, it is a mistake. However, I'm up at the crack of dawn. So early this morning, there was somebody whose brother was a victim of 9-11. And when he heard that the mayor is not doing it because he said it's unsafe for workers to put on the lights, 
they put their own group together, uh, and they are on their own going to shine the lights in New York City. Cor- correct, and that, and that's and I'm so glad you made that point because that's exactly where I was going next, and, and it shows the resilience of New Yorkers. Anyone who underestimates the city or you know the, the spirit of the people making a big mistake. So while there'll definitely be some bumps along the road, I think what we will see is as COVID, as solutions happen, and by the way, there are some great announcements of multiple vaccines in the human trial phase, um, arrangements that um, the uh, on the federal level that the administration has made to um, make arrangements for manufacturing and distribution once it's done. So um, it's really a, a lot of things are in progress. So that will be very, very helpful. Right, but to your point, Stephen, you, if you don't live in New York City, then you wouldn't really know, but they are resilient and people love New York City. And I can, I have been contacted by so many groups of people who live in New York City and they want to stay there and they're not going to run. Now, obviously, some people left because they had young families and they needed more space with the virus. And then, of course, you had some people that were retiring in the next couple of years anyway and said, you know what, I might as well go to a warmer climate. But the basic New Yorkers, they are fighters. And just as I watched them fight with 9-11 when I said to you last week, when they said they will never be downtown again, it's all over, people will never live in high buildings, let me tell you, as you know, when you go downtown, okay, it is vibrant, it is young people, it is stores, it is built back better than it ever could be. And I see now people getting together, there's groups all over, Again, not partisan, not about politics, not about doing anything other than getting some policies that keep us safe. And again, no one has a problem with homeless shelters, but if, you're, if I'm reading correctly and I'm reading uh, that, that they, you know, they put junkies and, and registered sex offenders, and you, you, can't, you can't do that and put them right next to where little kids live and, and families. I mean, so those I things. Completely, I completely agree. Things. I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. And, and people are realizing it. And, you know, it's interesting. The conversations that I have, it comes up. And it's interesting. And this is, it, it's almost like we're in a bipolar environment because we're seeing exactly those items, some bad policies put into effect, um, which is creating these situations. And at the same time, you also have people realizing the long-term strength of the city. Yesterday was one of the busiest days ever. I don't mean this year. I mean ever in just signing new contracts and people buying. And I'll tell you, these were neighborhoods all throughout the city. So, And it's very interesting. And, and you know, one client I was talking to, young family, they have a two-year-old son, you know, single people, older people. It was it was all across geographically and across age and family situations. Um, so I, I do have long-term positivism on everything. I do think there are some things in the short term. I think also we're seeing, we saw another extension on postponing evictions on residential tenants through the fall. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't see anything 
also for the landlord. So again, you know, sort of a conversation we've been having, whatever policy is in effect, it just needs to be fully symmetrical. They, they got to figure out how to come up with a policy that works across the board. Um, and, well, that, and that's also a concern. Stephen, I don't think it's rocket science to realize that, okay, yes, you want to give people a break, people that lost their jobs, you don't want to throw them in the street. So I think it's wonderful what we're doing for people um, and not letting them get evicted. However, there's another side to that equation. What about the landlords? They're not all billionaire tycoons. They're just regular people. And if they can't pay their bills because they're not able to collect rent, well, then they're going to end up foreclosing on their buildings. And I just don't understand. I really don't. Okay, because I don't think it's really that difficult. You need to put policies in place that work for both parties. And, again, being in the real estate business, okay, that's how we put a deal together. A deal, a good deal that works out is not where somebody gets to get everything and the other one gets nothing. It's where the buyer and the seller both come to a place where there's two winners. Nobody loses. And so that's 100%. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and this is a great example of how laws get written poorly. Instead of having a moratorium on any evictions, why not write a law that addresses the problem, right? The whole purpose of the law was to protect tenants who are in major financial distress because of the pandemic. So how about instead saying, instead of no evictions, how about saying tenants can bring up as a defense if they've lost their job. Because what's, what, what happens is now, if you say any tenant, no evictions, what about the people who have had zero impact on their income? They should still be paying. They're still getting the apartment. So make the law, first off, when you design a law, the law should match what the purpose is. If you want to help out people because of the pandemic, then help out the people impacted by the pandemic, not just pick one side over the other. I couldn't agree with you more. And so, you know, but I will say to New Yorkers' credit, people are getting together. And if you really get involved, because I really feel that people have to have a voice now and again. I am not telling anyone to be political. This is not a political matter. This is about safety. Um, and there's a million websites and things. People were, are calling for action, and they're going to push you know, though some of the people, which I won't mention the name of this person, but you know who it is, who is um, the mayor of the city. You need to change this. You need to make it safe. Otherwise, you will lose people. Nobody really wants to leave New York, okay? But if you continue to have unsafe things and continue to cut the police department, where I, I think it's about a billion dollars, a, a then, and you don't have patrol people. I just saw on some state, which I thought was wonderful, everybody put blue lights on the house to say, you know, we support it. You're not going to have policemen even applying for the job. So we all want to see everything, and I, and I get better, and I think it will. And I, like I said to Stephen, people are very resilient, and we're going to get through this. If you have any ideas or you want to know, we're going to post some sites where you can, you know, get involved. Uh, but I think that schools are pretty sure going to open. That's what I hear. Um, there's some controversy about that, but I'm pretty sure New York City schools will open. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. 
changing the world one life at a time. Oh, I have lots of energy, a lot more energy. I've actually reached the point where it was very difficult for me to get up and go to work. I'm, I'm 76, still working. And once I started taking balance of nature, after a short time, it just dawned on me one morning, I'm not tired like I normally am getting up and going to work. And I have a lot more energy at work. And I'm not tired until it's time to go to bed. And plus, I don't get any cold either. And I just feel healthier. I always considered myself a healthy person, but at 63, I started running out of energy and contributed that to just getting older. As time went by, I got to where I was taking a nap, sometimes two and three times a day. But I still kept thinking that had to do with my age. But after I got on the balance of nature, I no longer take naps. <laughs> and I realized you don't have to take naps at 63. I feel a lot better and have a lot more endurance. I never realized how much endurance I had lost until I got it back. And so I handle stress better, and I just about eliminated my aches and pains. So I love it. I am very pleased with your product. I haven't been sick since I've been taking this. Before I started taking this, I'd get sore throat, sniffles, and I really contributed my energy and my health to your product. And I just want to keep taking it. So you guys just keep making it, okay? And just thank God for your company. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code the answer. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Listen to AM970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Radio.com. Like AM970 The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. The restaurant industry, the lifeblood of New York, is sadly on the verge of collapse due to the pandemic. Restaurant owners are charitable and essential to each community. Return the favor. Dine out. Order in. Buy a gift certificate consistently through August. Go to one for all for nyc.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Larsuparp and Stephen Ebert, and we were just talking about the state of affairs that's going on. And I have to say, I was uh, kind of, well, in a sad, in a way, I was just not even sad. I was like thinking, and this happened like overnight, like all of a sudden, overnight, our whole world changed. And you can do one of two things. I mean, I think all of us had to digest it because it was like overnight and all of a sudden there was this virus and it, and, you know, it was killing people and uh, now you have the violence and protests. And, but the good side of things is we've gone through a lot of crises. I see people coming very close together, people bonding, people really trying to make a difference, and I think that's what everyone has to do now. Uh, do what you think is best. But if you feel that things are not going right or it's unsafe, you need to voice your opinion. And that's kind of my advice. Um, do what your heart tells you to do. Don't sit back and just complain about it. And that's my advice. I don't know, Ace, what you're seeing or what you feel or 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 what you do, Stephen. It's just an opinion. Um, but I think that um, I do agree with Stephen. The city is very resilient, and people who live here are passionate about it. I, I, I was listening to Stephen Ross, who was uh, the head of Related, and, you know, they're positive of, you know, keep, keeping all their places in the city and putting new places. I mean, the city, it's uh, tough, tough, tough. It's not like any other place, and I think we're going to be fine. Um, I don't know about the schools yet. I think people are kind of uh, – I see one of two things happening. I think that if schools start – um, and again, I, my daughter's a teacher. They are supposed to be open on some kind of a, you know, limited schedule where there will be some, you know, in the class and some not. Uh, they're supposed to start, and uh, people will be going back if that happens. Uh, there is some controversy about that where some people are saying it's not safe. Well, all of a sudden now I'm hearing all these kids can transmit it and this and that. So I think they're going to go back, and if but if they don't, then you'll see an extended summer, uh, and people will yeah, go back. That's what I'm. But I, but I think for most part, I think they're going to open, and then you're going to see, and that's when we'll see what happens when people really start to go back. This was a August for the city is a dead month anyway. Most people are their kids were usually in camp, and their kids are coming back, and they're getting ready for school. Ace, were you see, what are you seeing? You've been in the city every day also. Yeah, every single day that Daddy's still here. But, um, you know, to, to your point, I think a lot of the resurgence of the city will be dictated by the school um, sort of schedule. And I do believe that schools will reopen, but to your point, uh, a limited schedule. Um, some will still be closed, but they're going to do it in phases, right? So I think I think the first phase, they're going to open it up three days a week, and um, they're going to limit the number of schools that are opening up. So people will start coming back into the city. But to, to your point, to Stephen's point, you know, there's something about New Yorkers that you just can't explain, right? We're so uh, resilient, and I think right now you're having two tails. You know, some folks are sort of, okay, we're going to move out to the suburbs, stay there for the end of the year. But you see another side of the fence where – you know, even where I live downtown, you're seeing folks come in, parents, because their kids want to come back into the city. You know, they had enough of the suburbs. They want to be back in the city from <laughs> September. So I'm seeing a lot of parents actually in my building alone downtown at 111 Murray. 
seeing a lot of parents looking for apartments to rent for their kids. So there's a lot of, you know, just depending on your age, depending on where you are in your life or career, I think there's, there's, um, you know, look, there's, there's utopia for, for all different folks, but look, I'm going to say this and and I've been saying this for, for everyone that's been asking me, what do I think New York city will look like in 2021, 2022? I think, you know, there's a, there's a good compromise to what our legislatures do with, you know, the defunding of the police, um, you know, the school system budgets, things of that nature will definitely dictate how people feel in terms of safety and things of that nature. And hopefully, you know, our, our mayor will, uh, will definitely help in that hopefully. But um, look, I, I think once everything gets back to normal, meaning restaurants are open, uh, bars start to open up, people feel a little bit safer. We're still promoting, you know, safe social distancing. I, I think that's when people, and when, when we have a vaccine, you know, we're going to see New York city turn around again. Right. I, I just really want our listeners to, yeah, go ahead, Dottie. Since besides for being an ace of a mortgage person and knowing everything about finance, your family is in, and you're in the restaurant business also, what can we do? What can people do to support restaurants? Because truthfully, I wonder how they can come back because it's yeah. going to be very difficult when you, can have, you can't have capacity anymore. So you're limited in how many people can really be there. So it's going to be it's going to be tough going. So is there anything that we can do? Because I have of to course. tell you, after I was on the show and we were talking about the safety, and I had I had texts and emails and Facebook things from all over, people saying, how can we help? We want to help. We want to stay in the city. We're not leaving. So yeah. what can people do to help? I, I would say order directly from the restaurants. Uh, don't use third-party aggregators such as like Seamless Web or Grubhub. If there's a local restaurant that you love in your neighborhood, go call them directly, order directly from them. And, um, you know, they need every single bit of all of our support because, you know, right now there's no dine-in. The only thing that you can do is take out and curbside delivery. But come at the end of October when it's winter, if they don't allow in dining um, restaurants, we're going to see another wave of, of you know, small businesses um, start to close down. So if you can support your local businesses, order from them directly. You know, if you're thinking about, you know, dining in, maybe dine in three times a week, support your local uh, business because they really need you more than ever. I think it's really just getting through this time period, Dottie. Once things get right. back to normal, you know, hopefully they'll be back. Everything will get to Matt. Right I also mention one thing on that point. Very sure. important. Ask the restaurant what their direct number is. What's very interesting right. that I've learned okay. is that if you go online and if you Google a restaurant, sometimes that number is their direct phone number. Sometimes it's actually the phone number for that restaurant through that third-party yeah. aggregator that Ace talked about. So ask them directly what their actual phone number is because you'll be surprised that if you search – you may not act, the number for them may actually be through a third party, not through them directly. You know what? That's such a yeah. good point. And truthfully, I didn't really think about that. And what you're saying is, you know, the restaurants need every bit of your help. But if you go to a third party and you don't dial them directly, then they're going to have Correct. to pay, I'm sure, that third party a piece of the action. So that's really good to know. Time. I'm not sure everybody thought about it. I know I didn't really think about it. I just happened to call some local ones or pick it up. So 
you know, support your restaurants, but make sure you call the restaurants that you like directly to order takeout. Yep. Um, the New York City will come back, Dottie. Uh, I'm, I'm positive, 100% positive it's going to come back, just like everything else, you know? I am, but, you know, I just, I just, and again, I don't, as I said last week, I'm not Pollyanna. I don't want to paint, like, a picture that is so, it's tough goings. We yeah. will come back, but if you listen to the news, um, I think you would be calling up the you would be calling up the funeral directors, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you're right. I mean, they got to they got to sell the I want to say okay. Wait, if I hear one more piece of news, I might as well call the funeral director up now and say okay, let me make my arrangements. Okay, I mean, I just and I really for those the people in the news, yes, you have to report news, and I know that the sun's shining doesn't always sell. People like to hear bad news. I mean, they, they don't listen to it. The sun is shining and everything is nice and everything is wonderful, wonderful. But please try and find some good stories because there are a ton of good stories happening in New York City and all the cities across the country. Um, there are a ton. I mean, I was just, I go to these meetings every Monday night and we connect with people and organizations for safe cities all over the country. People are connecting. People are getting together. There are so many good stories. And as far as buying, uh, you know, believe it or not, like Steve said, he was so busy. Okay. Um, there are people, that, many people are buying because real estate in major cities has dropped. Okay. Um, so sales have fallen. So those people who are looking to buy and were priced out, and if you believe the way we believe that it will come back, then it's a great time to buy. Um, the median sales price in New York City dropped to just $1 million, which is 18% lower than it was uh, last year, and it was the biggest decline in the past decade. Now, if you live in other states, you're going to say, well, my God, that's, that's still very high. Well, it is high. But if you want to live in New York City and have that experience, it is still a great price. Remember also, as Ace is always telling you, uh, mortgage. what's mortgage rates? Oh, Dottie, right now, mortgage rates on a 30-year fixed, it's unbelievable. It's 2.875, below 3%. So we've, we've right. always been saying throughout the years that, you know, rates have to go up and uh, – Nobody has the crystal ball, but I can tell you, on a 30-year fixed rate at 2.875-3%, it's um, it's a it's an amazing time, you know. Right, and I think homes have never been more important to people because people have been in their homes. So you and some people are looking for more space, and we're not going to do this on today's show, but I'd like to get some expert in because I, you know, if you're working from your home. And you're using it as a home office. I know it's a, it's, you can deduct it on your taxes. However, I remember telling everybody on income tax time, that's a red flag with the IRS when you have a home office. You've got to really, really fit all that criteria. So in the near future, we'll have somebody who really comes on and talks about um, home offices and what you have to do to really, you know, completely have a real home office that you can deduct. But by the way, Dottie, on that one, uh, without spoiling all that, I will say one thing. The way in which you're, you do the calculation, it's based on the square footage you use versus the square footage of your property to get your fraction of what you can save. 
what Say that, that again, means. Stephen. So in other words, if you if you want to put a whole, so how do you do this again? So if you have a home office, the amount that you can save and take off from your expenses for the deduction, you ha- it's a fraction. So it's based on the square footage you use for the office divided by the total square footage of your space. So what that means is if you are in a little bit of a more compact living situation, a.k.a. being in an apartment rather than a house, the percentage of saving on the expense is higher. So there is an advantage how the formula works, and we can talk more about it next time. Yeah, I'd love um, to it's have an that as a if you're in the city. because I do know that people, I do know that it also is a red flag with the IRS when you file income taxes. It, 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 I mean, it, it's criteria. allowable, but it's one of those things where they say, more interesting if there's stuff there. But can I just say also one thing? You asked for good news. Can I give one drop of good news oh, on things? What do you mean, can you? Please, okay. please. <laughs> we are, and Ace knows a little about it because I made an introduction to Ace yesterday about this. We are, our firm is co-sponsoring an event next month. It's going to be online Zoom, and it's designed to educate and assist small business startups in tech-related. So we're dealing with space issues. We're dealing with how the process is to help start your tech for your startups. It's completely free. It's online. But we're asking so wait a second. So this it, is uh, to learn how to start, start up a it's business? It's something that Bart, Barton is doing. But I also want to talk about connectivity. It's interesting how people can help. So we're doing this event. Complete, it's completely free. It'll be online. I, we can, I'll get you the link for, for next time. Well, you can put it on our, on our Facebook page for Great. sure. And it's to help out people looking for startups on the technology side, on the real estate side, how to do it. It's com- there's no charge to attend, but we're asking if people can make a donation to a couple of not-for-profits that we will help promote. And one of them I, I connected Ace with yesterday, wonderful not-for-profit, Feed the, fr- Feed the Frontline. What they're doing is they're, connect- they're getting donations, and what they're doing is they're working with restaurants. They will give the restaurants some money, to then prepare meals to give to frontline healthcare workers. So it's a great example of people stepping up to help businesses work and help the people who are helping everyone. That's That's wonderful. And you will give us the information. We'll post it on our page. I think we're going to break for the news, and then we're going to have Dad later on, and he's going to be telling you about credit and credit reports. And then Ace, I've got a lot of questions for you about mortgages and refinances. I heard there's some changes. Um, you've got to give us a lowdown on it. Um, we're going to be right back after the 11 o'clock news. Take a quick break. Have a- Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.